Hi guys, Jim again, and welcome to chapter four of book two in the There I Read It series. And whoo, this was our shopping chapter with so many weird, crazy things going on. Let me jump right into my notes here. So this chapter is called At Flourish and Blots. Again, this is chapter four of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So we're still just getting started. And if you're just joining in, last chapter was where Harry got to the Weasley household for the first time ever. I love that chapter. And now we have Mrs. Weasley and she's really fussing over Harry, kind of, you know, his socks are clean. They don't have holes in them. She wants him to eat fourths at dinner, which are all things that Harry is very much not used to. And Mr. Weasley is very adamant that Harry sits next to him anytime they're eating together because he wants to question him about the muggle world. And let me say, Arthur Weasley's excitement for muggles just fills my heart with so much joy. I love him so much. Which kind of makes me sad in a way because in the movies he really didn't strike a chord with me at all. He he barely got my attention. But Mr. Weasley wants to know all sorts of things like what are plugs for? How does the postal service work? How do phones work? By the end of the chapter, he even wants to know how public transportation works, but he decides that he's not actually gonna ask that. There's a big scuffle by the end, but we'll get there in a minute. And now we have fresh new owls coming in with what the supply list is for Hogwarts this year. And the second years need one book that is written by Miranda Goshawk, Goshawk? I'm not really sure how you say that. G-O-S-H-A-W-K. I'm just gonna play the dyslexic card and not really fight with that name. I have a feeling it's not gonna come up too often. But aside from that one book by Miranda G, they also need seven books by a man named Gilderoy Lockhart. And he's apparently this very big heartthrob that gives all the middle-aged ladies the vapors. And Ginny is still being super shy. She apparently knocks things over all the time when Harry's around and she still hasn't spoken in his presence. Which in a way, I mean, I know it's, it's, supposed to be kind of cute and kind of a little girl flirty thing, but it, it almost makes me feel bad for Jenny. Like here she is in her own home and she's so embarrassed or shy or whatever that she feels like she can't even speak. So I imagine after a few days that that turns into a very frustrating way to live, but I am hopeful that she's gonna get over that soonish. I guess we'll see though. And it is announced that there is going to be a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher because I guess Quirrell is probably dead, right? I mean, I can't remember if they actually said point blank, hey, he's dead now, but I, I, I feel like that was strongly alluded to. And now we get our first physical appearance of Errol the Owl, which is an old, old owl that can barely function anymore. And Percy actually sits on him at the breakfast table at first, and they think that he is a molting gray feather duster initially, until Ron recognizes that, hey, wait, you just sat on Errol. But mentioning that Errol is looking like a gray feather duster, that made me think, why don't they just enchant one? Wouldn't that make so many different things easier? I mean, is there a reason that owls have to take on the male duties? Could it not be an object that doesn't get old and senile like this poor thing? But yeah, even the letter that Hermione sent back basically said that, like, I don't think your owl is gonna survive another trip, so um, you might wanna retire him. Might be time to look for a new 
owl. And the boys go off to practice some Quidditch with apple throwing because obviously they don't want to use a real ball that might get out and have people see it. But Ron's broom is described as an old shooting star brand, which I do just find like all these different types of brooms very interesting. It seems like there's only one wand maker, but all these different types of brooms. So I, it's, it's curious to me how this economy works. I would genuinely love to know more as we go on in these books. And Percy, who I thought for sure had graduated Hogwarts in the last book, I guess this is actually his senior year. Pretty curious to me though that he was a prefect last year if he was not a senior. Because it mentions that he's putting the prefect pin on his sweater like he's the prefect again, but why, why, why would a not the most upperclassman person at Hogwarts have that title? Like why would you give that to somebody who is not at the last level? I'm not sure, that's, that's a very strange system again. Because if Percy does it for two years in a row, then that's, that's, keeping somebody else from getting to be the prefect. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the uh, excuse is there, but yeah, that's just another thing that caught me as peculiar. And Percy's gotten his exam scores back and it is 12 owls, which owl stands for ordinary wizarding levels. And that's apparently a very good score. However, Percy has been so distracted lately that he barely even acknowledged his great score. So uh, all the boys are kind of worried about him and he's just shut up in his room if he's not at the table eating and nobody really knows what's going on yet. I'll tell you honestly, I don't have a clue. Uh, it's funny because reading these chapters are starting to spark memories from the movie, which I'm realizing I haven't seen since, geez, probably 2002 or 2003. Like as soon as it came to DVD, I watched it and that was the last time I watched it. So it's crazy to just go through these chapters and have like, oh yeah, clink, 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 clink. Here's all these memories lining back up. But uh, where was I in my notes? Oh, Harry and the Weasleys are gonna travel to Diagon Alley via flu powder, which is something you just sprinkle on the fire and you get this big green flame, you walk into it and you say very clearly, I wanna go to this place and it takes you like one of those Futurama people shooter things. The tube things, somebody remembers what I'm talking about, I hope. But Harry ends up choking on some ashes and he actually does not end up at the leaky cauldron like he expects. Instead, he ends up like smacking his face, breaking his glasses, and landing in a creepy store called Borgen and Burks, which seems to be all about this weird dark arts kind of cursed stuff. But before Harry can get out of the store, he sees Draco Malfoy and his dad coming in. So Harry hides and Malfoy is just sort of muttering and complaining about Harry the entire time. And it, it's kind of really illuminating and a little bit sad because you can just see how torqued up Draco is about Harry. It really came across to me as one of those kids who like makes fun of people to try and make himself feel better. So, I mean, I, I'm really not seeing Draco as, as a bad guy, not that I really did before. He was more of a nuisance kid who was just a little bit uppity. I, I didn't really think of him as a villain. If anything, he's more of a nuisance. But the Malfoys are in the store because Draco's father, Lucius, 
is trying to sell off contraband before he gets raided by the ministry. And Lucius mentions something about how, well, it'll look like I don't like muggles and something about poison, but they never directly say what he's got. And through that encounter in the store, I mean, you see Lucius being really cold to Draco. And he just demeans his son over and over again into trying to force him to have this superiority complex. Oh, how dare you let somebody who's not even wizard born beat you on the exams. You know, it reminds me of the day that I came into my daughter's classroom for a party and she was in second grade, I think at that point. And the kids were all sectioned off in these groups of four. So they'd be facing each other. They could work together or whatever. And so I'm sitting there by my daughter at her desk. And then there's this little Hispanic boy and his mother. And the teacher is giving back papers and showing different stuff that the kids have done. And for whatever reason, this little boy was the only boy. The other three in the group were girls. And his mom was just looking at the other's papers going, E, E, why aren't your grades better than them? E, you a boy, you smarter than them. E, E, girls ain't smart. You're supposed to be smart. And it was just so disgusting. And I, I just wanted to look at this woman and go, what do you think you are? I mean, come on here, mama. If girls are just dumb broads, that means you're one of them. So why would he care what you have to say? But just just actually seeing somebody like that in real life, it was it, mind boggling. But the Malfoys leave, Harry sneaks out of the shop and figures out that he's in Nocturne Alley. Oh, nocturnally, like night. Okay, I didn't catch that until I just read it out loud. Uh, and Harry is starting to get himself into trouble, but then Hagrid finds him and Hagrid, which I was immediately like, well, why are you in this seedy part of town, Hagrid? He was in the dark arts alley because he wanted to find a repellent for flesh-eating slugs which are apparently taking over the cabbages at Hogwarts. So Harry finds Hermione and the Weasleys and Mr. Weasley fixes Harry's glasses. And Hermione's parents are at Gringotts with her trying to exchange muggle money for wizarding money. And I thought that was really interesting. I didn't even know that muggles could get into Diagon Alley, but these poor people are so horrified. I feel horrible for them. And we don't even get their names. So it's a bit unsatisfying that we didn't get a little more time with them, even though this chapter went on for what felt like forever. So Hermione doesn't have a vault, but the Weasleys and Harry do. So they go on the crazy minecart and the Weasleys are like broke. Molly Weasley has to empty out their vault just to get whatever they can for the boys for school this year. And then Harry's like trying to hide that he has all this money and just sneak it into a pouch so that they can't see. And I'm sure the Weasleys somewhat know that Harry has money, but what I don't understand is why why is Harry being stingy with his money in a way? And not even that he should or need to buy everything for everybody, but I don't know, like maybe offer to buy something, take some pressure off the plate, pay them back for all the food and stuff that you have eaten in their house. I don't know. It just seems like that would have been a nice gesture. And Harry is really dodgy about the money thing that he has money. And I don't understand why. I mean, the Weasleys don't seem like the kind of people that would expect his money or try to charge him or take from him. And he knows that, but he's still, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand his stinginess. 
Anyways, it gets revealed by Ron that Percy wants to be the Minister of Magic someday. And then everybody splits off into groups. It's Harry, Ron, and Hermione by themselves. And Harry buys ice cream for the three of them. Which is, again, it's a, it's a nice gesture. It's a nice thought. But I don't know why he's like, hey, I'm flush with cash for ice cream. But, you know, better figure out these expensive books. It's just odd to me that he wouldn't even think to, you know, help his friend or this family that's been so good to him. Especially especially when he's so financially able to do that and kind of be like, oh, here, well, I can buy Jenny a new wand or, you know, something. Be a good guy, Harry. And then they go to the bookstore Flourish and Bolts, Blots. <laughs> and then they head to Flourish and Blots, the bookstore, where Gilderoy Lockhart is actually there today signing stuff and the middle-aged women are everywhere. I don't know how to feel about this guy. I really don't. And Lockhart ends up uh, seeing Harry in line, pulls him up for the Daily Prophet to take their picture. He tells Harry kind of slyly, together you and I are worth the front page. So it's very clear that Lockhart is a publicity seeker. And he makes this big grandeur announcement about being the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts. He gives Harry all these free books. And then Harry gives those free books to Ginny. So I, I guess that's cool. I mean, I, I like that he's being giving now, um, but I, I don't think Jenny needed those books. So that is kind of curious. I don't think she had those books on her list, but may, maybe I'm mistaken. They didn't really tell us Jenny's list. And Jenny finally speaks in front of Harry for the first time ever when Malfoy shows up in the bookstore and has a little rant, rant, rant to say about Harry. And Jenny is like shutting that down. She's defending that boy. And then uh, the Weasleys and the Malfoys kind of get into it and Lucius and Arthur get into a big fight, knocking books everywhere. And um, the fight really kind of sparked on Arthur's end when Lucius made kind of a snide comment about Hermione's parents. And Arthur being the defender of the muggles just like leapt at him like a leopard cat. And that was kind of fabulous. But I am so bummed out because Hogwarts has got to be starting really soon. We're going to have classes and then no Arthur or Molly Weasley. I trudged through the whole first book trying to find a character that I could like and relate to. And now that I have my beloved Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, I, I don't think I'm going to get to see him as often as I would like. Oh, if only they could be teachers at Hogwarts. Oh, the fun we could all have together. But uh, looking ahead, a little bit. These other chapters look huge. I feel like I'm going to be getting through the Chamber of Secrets very, very, very slowly. I'm going to try and keep my posting up to the once a week standard that I've been at, but please bear with me if it uh, gets a little bit slow. I'm doing my best with dyslexia, and like I've said before, I hate audiobooks too because I can't take notes and pay attention. But overall, Chapter 4 was a really good, fun chapter, and I like that we're getting more of the wizarding world and not just the Hogwarts view. I'm really curious what's all out there. And I, I have seen the Fantastic Beast movies, so I know it expands even further than what we see in the Harry Potter universe. But I also don't really care for the Fantastic Beast movies. I, I don't know, they just don't have the same like zhuzh to it that make you as interested. But I will definitely say getting these little side bits with these extra characters and this extra time in different unusual places is been worth reading the book so far. So if my dyslexic behind can do it, you can do it too. If you haven't started yet, grab your nearest copy of Harry Potter and let's read together. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time guys. Bye!
Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self, and I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family member.